the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. In Numbers chapter 27, uh, beginning at verse number 1, the word of the Lord reads as follows. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad, the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Meker, the son of Manasseh from the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and these were the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses and before Eleazar, the priest, and before the leaders and all the congregation by the doorway of the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who gathered together against the Lord in the company with Korah. But he died in his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family because he had no son? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. And so Moses brought their case before the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak what is right. You shall surely give them a possession of inheritance among their fathers, brothers, and cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them. Verse 8. And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. Amen. Would you pray with me, Father in heaven, we honor you on this morning. We thank you for your grace. We pray, Lord God, that you would speak clearly this morning in such a way that if there's anybody that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior of their life, that today they would be adopted into the family of God and become one of your children by surrendering their heart and their life over to you. Spirit of the Lord, it's my prayer today that as I stand to declare your word, you would allow for clarity of thought, clarity of speech, that if there's any that are drifting in their fellowship, they will be drawn back into the fellowship of the Father. Lord, that if there are those that are discouraged, they will become encouraged by the preaching of this gospel. Father, glorify yourself in all that is said and all that is done, for we are in great need of you. For we cannot live without your word. And so, Spirit of God, speak in this place words of life, words of encouragement, words of 
strength to our marrow of our bone. Father, speak in such a way that whether we're here in the sanctuary or whether we're listening via live stream, whether we hear it today or whether we hear it some other day, God, let your word have an eternal impact on all who hear it. Lord, speak a word and that your name will get the glory and the honor and the praise. And so, God, here I am. I surrender all into your hands. Have your way, God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22 says, A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. The idea of that proverb is that once a man dies or his life is over and he is departing, He has invested in such a way during his lifetime that when he leaves, that he leaves to his children and the generations that follow all the benefits of what he has invested during his lifetime. Uh, Those investments can be financial investments. They can be spiritual investments. They can be physical investments. Investments, emotional investments, educational investments, and so on. And many a father today, as we celebrate Father's Day, uh, many fathers knowingly, some and some unknowingly, are and have invested in their children's lives and in the future generations that are yet to follow. In fact, I would probably suggest if most of us as fathers understood the ramifications of the seeds that we're sowing as fathers, understanding and realizing that some of the seeds that we're sowing in our lifetime may not come up for two or three generations later, we might change our seed base. Lord, help me here. In other words, we might decide to sow some different seeds. So that generations beyond our own can benefit from more of our positive and less of our negative. Are y'all still here with me? Because the reality is that some of the seeds that are sown are sown to the benefit of future generations. And some of the seeds that are sown are sown to the detriment of future generations. As a matter of fact, some even right now are dealing with some of the uh, seed and some of the fruit, if I can say it that way, of seeds that were sown from fathers generations before us. Lord, help us here. In fact, some of our struggles, I believe, some of our struggles, some of the things we are still wrestling with as children of God have something to do with the fruit that's coming up from seeds that were sown way before we got here. Lord, help us here today. And as fathers, we have, uh, an, uh, I want to say, a biblical obligation to sow seeds of righteousness that that which comes up in the future will be good fruit to our children's and children's children. Are y'all still here with me? Uh, in our text on this morning, we find here a man by the name of Zelophehad. And we get a chance to look in on his investments that he's made in this text. Uh, as we look at his investments, uh, I want to look at and try to pull out how his investments led 
to certain inheritances and, in fact, what were the inheritance that his children received as a result of what he had invested. For it is clear, if you look into this text, from a perspective of understanding that what he had sown is coming up in the lives of his children, then it would be clear when we look at it from that perspective that it is uh, Zelophehad has done an incredible job of investing in his children. So I want to talk about this morning on this Father's Day morning, I want to talk from the subject matter, the inheritance of Zelophehad. The inheritance of Zelophehad. Now, I know this is not a familiar story, but that just means we need to read the Bible more. Amen, somebody. Because I didn't write this story this week. It was there a long time ago. I just, you know, was led here by the Lord on this particular day to open up this text that I might draw out of it something that might help somebody to get from where they are to where they need to be. Lord Jesus. And so the inheritance of Zelophehad, as we approach this text, we have, if you're reading along in Numbers, you'll find that Israel has already come to the place where they are figuring out and sorting out how they're going to distribute the inheritances of the promised land. They're laying out how it's going to be divided by tribes and and what groups are going to get this and who's going to get that. They're going through all of that. And as all of this procedure is playing itself out. Uh, the daughters of Zelophehad, no doubt, are, are, are watching and listening and understanding that in the, in, the, in the scope of how things are going to be distributed, that they are going to be left out. Okay, y'all still here? And so as they uh, listen in on this and they approach this, uh, they have uh, a, a request uh, that they need to present as a result of what they are understanding that the current state of law is going to uh, cut them out of. And so they, they bring uh, their requests before the leaders of Israel. Now, uh, what they come to do ultimately is just to request what they should have been entitled to. Y'all still here? Uh, And so they they want their inheritance of the land in the promised land for which God had given promise to Israel when they left out of Egypt that he would provide. And so they they literally, in essence, just want what God said he was going to give. And as they were listening to the leaders of Israel lay out what was going to be given, they didn't see themselves anywhere in it. And so um, I want to just kind of look at what they have inherited and what they will inherit from their dad, Zelophehad. Now, first and foremost, if you look at these first four verses here, then these daughters of Zelophehad and we give all his genealogy. He's of the tribe of Manasseh, uh, son of Joseph. And they give his daughters. He's got five daughters. Bless him. <laughs> and no sons. And they stood before Moses and Eleazar, the high priest, before the leaders of all the congregation by the doorway of the tabernacle of the meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who gathered together against the Lord in the company of Korah, 
He died in his own sin. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family because he had no sons? Give us a possession among our father's brothers. The first thing that I see that these daughters and children of Zelophehad have inherited already is they have been left with, he left them the courage to speak up for themselves. I'm I'm really going to build the case here. Zelophehad, who was of the tribe of Manasseh, who has five daughters, and in this whole uh, concept, and according to the patriarchal custom, and according to the culture of the day, the daughters had no right to carry on or ability to carry on the family name. And so therefore the daughters were not counted in inheritance. Inheritances always fell to the sons and the sons were the ones who would carry on the family name. And so therefore culturally uh, families desired to have sons. It was a, it was a blessing to have a son and it was, it was not as favorable to have a daughter, but but Zelophehad had five daughters and no sons and yet he had deposited in them he had invested in them even though they were among the minority population even though they were not recognized for inheritance he had instilled in them and invested in them the courage to speak up for themselves Lord help me right here I I, I need to talk to my, my fathers right now for a moment because even though we are thousands of years removed from Zalafahad and the cultural patriarchal uh, time period of the day of numbers, guess what? We still need to teach our daughters to speak up for themselves because we're still living in a time, I really didn't plan on going here, but we're still living in a time where our daughters are not necessarily recognized at the same level as our sons. Y'all still here with me? And so Zelophehad had invested in his daughters such that he had taught them how to speak up for themselves. Watch this. So they, 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 they not only spoke up for themselves, but let me, let me point out just some obvious things that may not be as obvious. When they spoke up for themselves, they had also learned from their father's investment that when you speak up, stick together. I'm preaching right now. Because a whole lot of folk will jump out there and say, I got something that I got a complaint about, but they're out there all by themselves. Well, Zelophehad had understood that there's strength in numbers. And even though you might not have a, a representation by yourself, when there's five of y'all standing together, there's more power, there's more recognition when you stand together. Can I talk to some Christians this morning? We need to understand that our father also taught us that it's better to stand together. Lord, have mercy. Instead of going to the right and to the left and to this and to that and going up and going down and going left and right, God has even taught us as his children it's better for us to stand together. In fact, even in scripture, if you walk through scripture, he, he, he Paul recognizes us as a body. He says you're all of one body and all 
all parts of, of the same body, and every, everybody's got their own part to play. And in fact, each one supplies strength to the other by what you provide. So in other words, if we stick together, we can accomplish much more. Are y'all still here with me? So Zalafahad had taught his daughters not only to speak up for themselves, but when you do so, stick together. All five of them come, and when they come, they've in, in the text. I'm just I'm just drawing out of the text what we see that's obvious in these girls that that are the children of Zelophehad, and he has invested such that they are able to bring these things forward. They're e- even able to speak up when they speak up. They're able to speak up to the highest level of authority. Y'all see that? They they go and speak. They don't they don't just have a little girl powwow. You know, they're not just on Instagram hashtagging each other and all that stuff. No, they get together and they go and they speak to the highest level of authority in the kingdom of Israel. They go to Moses. He's the leader. They go to the the high priest, Eleazar, and they go before the leaders of all the congregation. It's right there in verse number two. And they go before the leaders of all the congregation uh, by the doorway of the tabernacle of the meeting place. And so they, they're able, watch this, they've, they've been given the courage to, to speak up for themselves against the highest levels of authority. But watch this, but they do so with respect and integrity. They don't go there shaking their finger and wagging their head. They're not doing all that, no. They're able to address the the need. They're able to address the situation with dignity and respect. And they they even have explanation. They they present their case with professionalism, with, with respect to the authority in place. He's taught them how to be submissive, but at the same time vocal. Whew, I like that. I like that. The, the, he, he has invested in these daughters to the ways to understand how to approach and address the authority, the male authority of the day. And they learned this from their father, no doubt. And uh, they had learned that though they were women, they still had a viable voice. Mm. See, um, I know we, 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 we kind of feel like we've moved way so far from, from all of that. But, but listen, we, we still, as fathers, still need to teach our daughters, still need to invest in our daughters the reality that their voice still matters. And... Um, These five girls would not have gone to the leadership of Israel to petition for their inheritance had they not been invested in to have courage enough to address the leadership and not only address the leadership, but watch this, but to address the leadership with dignity and respect and understanding that our voice matters, that when we go to talk to Moses, when we go to talk to Eleazar, when we go to talk to all the leaders, we've got to go understanding that our voice matters, that what we have to say matters, because a whole lot of folk just keep quiet and say nobody's going to listen to me. But can I say this? I, I, this is just my personal opinion. I, I believe that if, if, if you've invested in your children now, specifically here in the text, it's daughters, but we need to invest in our sons as well. But we need to help them understand that 
no matter what the color of their skin, no matter what, uh, what, what denomination they've come from, no matter what side of the tracks they were born on, where they live, what their house looks like, what their clothes look like, what their shoes look like, no matter what their hair looks like, what, no matter any of those things. It doesn't matter what, none of those things matter. You, we've got to invest in them to help them to understand you are a human being and God, you're God's child. And if God has put something in you to say, it matters. Open up your mouth, stand up for yourself and speak what thus saith the Lord. Are y'all still here with me? So these daughters somehow along the way, Zelophehad has invested in them and taught them to do so and to do so in a respectable manner. I like that. Because it's not always that when people approach authority that they have respect. But they've been taught that you can accomplish more with respect than with disrespect. You can accomplish more when you recognize and respect the authority in place and you appeal to them on solid grounds than if you come with frivolous feelings and emotions. He's taught them. It's, it's clear they've approached the, the leadership of all of Israel. There's, there's four, five million folks in Israel. And he, there's 12 leaders in Israel. There's, there, and then you've got a, Mo, there's a leader of each tribe. And then you've got Moses and the high priest. And, and they, they're able and, and, and they're confident enough. Just the five girls are confident enough. The children of Eleazar have been invested in such that they are confident enough that they will speak up for themselves before these leaders to ask for their inheritance. But watch this. In the process, as we're looking at it, we already realize they already have a portion of their inheritance which was invested in them by their father. Y'all still here with me? As I kept on reading and I kept on digging, uh, they say to, 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 to the leaders, they say, give us our possession among our father's brothers. They ask for what they, what they want. Um, the second thing that I see as I was delving deeper in the text that um, he left them, Zelophehad left his daughters. Not only did he leave them with the courage to speak up for themselves, but he left them with knowledge of his character. Verse, back in verse 3 and 4, he says, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not among the company of those who gathered together against the Lord in the company with Korah. But he died in his own sin, and he had no sons. What they know about their father is they know the character of their father. Now, if I can, if I can draw this out just a little bit, y'all bear with me. Um, the, these five girls knew enough about their father that they could adamantly and confidently speak before the leaders of Israel and God's chosen leader Moses to say to them we know the character of our daddy and our father uh, he died in the wilderness but but watch this but he was not among the rebellion that he was not among those of the company of Korah. Now, for those of you who know a little scripture, Korah was the one who in the midst of the wilderness among with some other Levites, they were not happy with the fact that they were not chosen to be the high 
priests. They, they, were not, they were not happy with the fact that they were not in authority. They were not happy with the way leadership was leading. They were not happy with the decision-making processes. And, and so Korah rallied up a crowd of, of some naysayers. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family Minister in the Spirit of Excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.